if you are serious about wanting to be a content creator long term, you can't put yourself at risk of having a platform shut down and that ends what you're doing and you have to start over from ground zero. You need to diversify your income, you need to diversify your content, you need to diversify on platforms. Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole. Today, Ty Ren and myself are going to be talking about what happens when streaming money runs dry on your platform in the industry. Ty do you want to open up with an opinion on this? So the concern that I have when it comes to the streaming industry is that a lot of creators tend to forget about the bigger picture that they see their themselves and their own content as something to focus on when really they need to take into account the platform that they're creating their content for. For most of us, this is Twitch at the moment. And yes, a few a number of streamers are moving over to Kick, which we'll cover later in this talk. But with Twitch, a lot of uh, creators need to take into account um, the the monetization behind the scenes and also how uh, that's going to keep their platform that they create content for afloat. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on that morph with creators needing to look at the bigger picture and to also be concerned about how their platform that they're creating for is going to earn as well and to essentially stay like keep afloat in the long run. Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of plot a lot of people don't understand the basics of of how these organizations fund themselves i had a tweet earlier today actually stating that you know every platform with the, with one exception earns money in exactly the same way they have advertising revenue they have subscriptions channel subscriptions they have site subscriptions they have tips and they have merch so that's how every platform earns and they have to take a cut of that money because that is literally the only revenue sources that these sites have. And when they start struggling for whatever reason, when subscriptions go down, when streamers leave, uh, which gives the platform fewer op opportunities to collect sub and bit revenue, sub and tip revenue, that really hurts their bottom line. And because they usually can't go ahead and change the splits down on any of those uh, revenue vehicles, they have to start making more cuts. And when you hear about that happening, it's time to really start being concerned with your platform. So if you really want to try to enjoy a platform, if you really want to try to grow on a platform, then you need to do everything you can as the streamer, as the creator, to get people to come to the platform, to find ways to encourage people to donate to you, which again, helps support the site, which allows you to to stream there and to promote the site in a positive way. Right. And speaking of honing in on sub revenue for creators, and also, of course, the platforms will need to take cuts from uh, whatever the creators make. What, in your opinion, would be an ideal sub revenue split between creator and platform, or maybe if not finding the ideal cut, what is a reasonable cut uh, between creator and platform? And this is a one of the more difficult questions in my personal opinion. Um, the typical uh, that we have right now is the 50-50 split that Twitch provides. However, YouTube is opting for 70-30, which is slightly better and now with kick going so far as to include a 95 5 split which we will 
uh, cover later and talk about its actual feasibility. Uh, what are your thoughts on those cuts and which do you find more ideal? Yeah, uh, I'm going to get nerdy for a second. So, and, and I don't know that I can answer your question directly because people concern themselves with the percentage of split. And, they, and I think that a lot of creators don't understand like really what that is indicating. So when they're saying I'm taking 30% of a cut or 50% of your of, uh, for a cut, that's saying that that is going to be part of what I earn as revenue to pay my bills. If my bills on my platform are higher than the other platform, then I need more money. I need a higher cut of that revenue. And the one commonality that I can point to is that $5 is a typical amount that is is given as a as a one of the sub tiers across platforms. So they have to kind of go with that because that's what the market has determined is an, a quote unquote acceptable amount, except for YouTube where they literally allow you to set any amount you want from $1 up to $500 for a sub. So if you know you're working with $5, you know what your expenses are. And now you need to estimate how many subs your platform can get and then you can kind of back into your percentage that way. So when people say, Twitch, why can't you just go, 70 30 and then twitch could say yeah sure we can go 70 30 we just need to charge an eight dollars for a sub because we have a right. minimum amount of money that we need to earn so you know I, I don't really know that it's the, the the percentage that that i know we talk about the percentage but it's really the yes. amount of money they need to earn right on and that's the thing too is it like you said, you can't simply just look at the percentage, but you have to look in the nitty gritty details. How much exactly is the sub? Um, what are maybe like the bare minimum requirements uh, of earning that Twitch uh, or whatever pl that streaming platform can get in mm -hmm. order to, as we were talking about, continue to stay afloat at the very least, let alone maybe even profit off of. Um, and I want to steer our direction in looking back retroactively at another streaming platform that quite a few people are familiar with, with Mixer. And what are some things that we can learn from Mixer's financial issues um, and history? And what are mistakes that they may have made that Twitch or even Kick can uh, take a look at and uh, apply better methods? Yeah, so often larger companies like Microsoft are unwilling to share a lot of the, the details, but you can kind of extrapolate it from what they said. And, and the common thing that they say with, which led to the demise of, of Mixer, is that they weren't able to successfully scale their operations or grow their community. So mm -hmm. what this says to me is that they front-loaded their market to a couple things too one is they front-loaded their marketing budget to bring on ninja and shroud and so they used up a, a, a big portion of that and which didn't allow them to do a lot of other marketing or getting over the mid-tier size streamers over there but also that they un underestimated the amount of money that it would take to build the infrastructure to allow a significant amount of people to come on to the platform so if you can only afford, if you know you can throw um, 100 streamers on one server, uh, right? And but you can only afford 100 servers. Now you know how many you know streamers you can have that that you can actually functionally support. 
So if they were running into a hard, hard cap like that, then they might not be able to encourage a lot of people to come over to the platform because they know they can't actually support them. I'm curious to see what Kick is going to do because they don't have the benefit of sitting on AW on AWS on Amazon's um, servers, and they don't have a lot of income to be able to scale up and scale down quickly. And not in Microsoft's case, they chose not to invest more in into Mixer. In the case of Kick, the parent company, I don't believe has the funding to go harder into Kick. And my follow-up question for that concern on Kick sustainability is: Do you think Kick's other methods, such as simply having viewers and eyes on um, their parent company, uh, which I think most of us by this point in time know that Stake is funding them. Um, Stake for those who need extra context is a gambling site uh, that uh, essentially. I will even make an infinity statement here of saying that Kick is essentially um, a gateway to Stake as well. Um, and what are your thoughts on uh, that morph with the Kick essentially being that kind of like first step into people, maybe uh, potential viewers uh, investing into Stake or actually using uh, some of their money to gamble as well and thus creating like a potential self-sustaining cycle for Stake mm-hmm. and maybe even Kick itself? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting business model. It, as long as they are realistic about how much they can afford to invest into Kick, I think that they can have a sustainable future. Um, I think for Kick, the lesson that they can learn from Mixer is to not try to grow too rapidly. Yes, it's been a little surprising, you know, with that as the message because they do not have unlimited funds. In fact, they earn less revenue than Twitch does. Um, but unlike Twitch, all of the revenue goes to support Twitch. Kick earns almost no revenue, literally. And Stake is using their revenue to pay the people that win on their online casinos and to pay for some of their other ventures. So they have a much more limited amount of money to invest into into Kick. So they need to be careful how fast they are growing and they need to just be, be cognizant of the dangers that are gonna happen if they try to go too hard. I do know, for instance, that they're looking on bringing on some quote-unquote premier uh, partners onto their platform, premier streamers. They're not doing that by telling them you can have a sub-split. They're, no, they're giving these people guaranteed money. So they are hoping that this is going to convince a lot more large streamers to abandon the Twitch platform and that along with it will come some of the mid-tier streamers. So that is, that's really their, their goal. But they need to be cognizant that they don't fall into the same trap that Mixer did. And I have two follow-up questions in regards to your facts that you stated, especially with the premier streamers that you mentioned as well. So my mm-hmm. first question is, do you think Kick is a house of cards, especially with the possibility of Stake having uh, that so much power and being able to say that they will cut off Kick should they not see potential profits or benefits in the long term? And the second follow-up question is, do you think the premier streamers are a double-edged sword for Kick, with the potential to actually funnel over their viewers from Twitch and mid-sized streamers as well? Or do you think that second double-edged sword part would be them ending 
like ninja and ascent just like with mixer having ninja thinking that ninja could be the face of mixer kick thinking that these premier streamers could be the face of their platform but in the end not generating enough of their viewership to convert over or even let alone the mid-sized streamers uh, being convinced to uh, um, come over what are your thoughts on both of those questions i think that for the for the latter question you know bringing on some premier partners some more celebrity type level streamers is good for visibility and it's a oh that's kind of cool uh standpoint but let's not forget that the entire reason that kick exists is to increase the revenue for stake.com that's the entire reason that they exist so they want people onto the platform who are going to directly impact them. It would be foolish of them to bring on people who aren't going to directly impact stake. They brought over Trainwreck, who obviously was big into gambling on Twitch. They brought over Aiden Ross, who obviously was big into gambling on Twitch. If they bring over somebody else who isn't a big name in the gambling scene on Twitch, then that won't really help them because now that person is going to have to find some way to convert their audience, which wasn't focused on gambling into gambling. Otherwise it's it potentially just bringing more people to the platform, but they're going to be smart and they're only going to spend their money where it's going to directly help benefit them. So if they were to bring on an XQC, he does gambling that would be a smart move for them. Gold is a name I've seen thrown around a number of times. I don't know that Gold does a lot of gambling on Twitch. I don't watch him often. I know he was a big World of Warcraft streamer, but I don't know that he really gets into gambling. So I don't know if that's really going to help them or not. So I think that they need to be a little bit careful about who they who they bring on. Do you think Kick is a house of cards, mm. specifically with the possibility of stake having said power of being able to simply just cut Kick loose? Yeah. If they don't see potential profits or benefits in the long run. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because they need Kick to continue to grow its viewership, and that because a, a per certain percentage of that viewership will start gambling and they are going to incur more and more expenses as time goes on. You know, you can point to the, you can't point to the fact that about the subs, because they're giving all that amount back, they're keeping 5% out, which will cover the processing costs for the transactions that are happening. So that's fine. But the more streamers that come over and the more viewers that are watching, the higher their, their costs in the, on the infrastructure side, on the bandwidth side, on the data side, right? So yeah. they need, to see, they need to see the revenue on stake, the profit margin on, on the profit amount on stake increasing fast enough to keep pace with the increased expenses on kick. And if they don't see that, then there's no reason for them to keep, keep kick open. If they wanted to create a streaming platform, they would have done it years ago. They would have had money to do that years ago. They create, they had a good thing going on Twitch. It would, that was cut off and they didn't want to lose the demographic that they were starting to appeal to. They said, let's create our own thing. They popped up a, a store overnight and they're gonna say, hey, let's see if we can capture them at traffic. Let's throw out some crazy offers to get people over here. Let's pull over eight, a couple of big name people and see if that gets people over there. And it's working, right? It's working mm -hmm. in terms of viewership and streamers. But if people aren't increasing their, their gambling revenue, 
then they're going to run out of money. And before they let themselves, their, their bread and butter, their main uh, company go broke, they will cut kick loose. Yes. And I want to direct our, our attention back to the streamers themselves. And one of my last questions um, for this talk is focused on should the worst and um, potential inevitability come for Kick or for other streaming platforms? What are some options creators have and should even start preparing for now with having like an extra source of income or like a backup plan of earning income as a creator besides only relying on sub revenue or streaming revenue some of these solutions could uh, include uh, youtube if uh, you've already started a youtube channel and thus raking in some ad revenue from that patreon could even be considered a better alternative uh, compared to uh, um sub revenue on live streaming platforms what are your thoughts on those alternatives and do you have any alternatives uh, um that you would suggest yeah uh definitely uh, you made some great suggestions. You know, we had definitely have talked about this before, mentioned this before to our, our listeners. You need to diversify your, inc- your, your income. You need to diversify your content. You need to diversify on platforms. If you are serious about wanting to be a content creator long term, you can't put yourself at risk of having a platform shut down and that ends what you're doing and you have to start over from ground zero at the same time that everybody else is starting from ground zero because then it is very difficult. Uh, To give you an example, I was working at a company once and they shut down in the middle of a day in the day on a Wednesday. And I tend to live, I live in a rather small state and there's a limited number of places to do this kind of work. Um, And so when I went to job interviews over the next two weeks, there were probably 50 to 60 people who did my exact job at every single interview which made it very difficult. It's oversaturated trying to trying to get to the yep. new place. And when you are want when you're trying to grow as a creator, you want to make sure that you have your foot into as many doors as you can. Now, you don't have to try to be as active on every platform because that is very difficult to do, but you at least want to get a feel for the platform, get some of your content over there, push some of your content out assuming it's not just a strictly a live streaming site. So that if in the worst case scenario, something happens that you have already started something, you're not starting from um, from zero. To be blunt, if you want to go to kick, don't burn your bridge with Twitch. That's not yes. smart because I can guarantee you there's a much higher chance of Twitch being around longer than kick. 100%. And one of my last statements for this talk too is agreeing with you and also to elaborate on the point that if you want to experiment with kick go for it and as enticing as the sub revenue split is you can still have your ties with twitch and thus you at least have a a platform to fall back on even though the sub revenue on twitch is less in favor of the creator you at least are still earning something on there and would that keep your doors open for any opportunity out there for your sake as a creator. 